Hello everybody, I'm Charles Coves. Welcome to the Charles Coves Show. I am Australasia's passion provocateur and since 1993 I have spent my life, a large portion of my work life, provoking people to discover and pursue passion. That's why I'm Australasia's passion provocateur. Some people say, what is a passion provocateur? I say, think of me as a mental laxative. I help unblock constipated thinking. This show is all about the formula SA plus P equals S. Self-awareness plus passion equals success. I'm guided by Socrates' famous quote, the unexamined life is not worth living. This show is about helping you have an examined life. I'm wearing my red passion jacket. Red is the colour of passion. It's the reddest red I could find. It is my brand. So when you think of me, think of me in red, but hopefully not embarrassed. Each week in this show, I explore one big idea that can change your life. If you implement the idea, it will change your life. I spend all week thinking about what is this week's idea going to be, and I've got another good one for you this week. They're always good. I've got a whole range of ideas, different elements of life, but just one idea, and I deliberately only make it one idea so that you're not overburdened by thinking of too many things. I'll talk about a song. A joke, that reminds me, the joke, this week's joke, I've been talking about the Swami's guidelines for enlightenment. And today, one of, the, one of the guidelines for enlightenment is this. If we want world peace, we must let go of our attachments and truly live like nomads. That's where I nomad at you, you nomad at me. That way... There'll be no madness on the planet. And peace begins with each of us. A little piece here, a little piece there. Pretty soon, all the pieces will fit together to make one big piece everywhere. So take the Swami's guideline. Live like a nomad. Don't be mad at anyone. So this is not a politically correct show. I'll share a song with you. A book with you, a quote with you, spiritual element with you, a health tip. And by the end of it, hopefully you have one, two or three even great ideas that you can implement in your life over the course of the next seven days. Well, the lockdowns look like they're going to be easing the week that was, was again filled by me and Julie with exercising Every day, I keep saying this, your physical form is a crucial element in your ability to achieve anything. Health is one of my, in fact, it's my second highest value. You can't love another person if you're full of sickness yourself. So exercise, one of the crucial elements of your health. Look after this body, move your body understand your body, do some exercise. Even just 1% a week 
makes a difference. 1% of 168 hours is 1.68 hours is 100 minutes. If you just did four 25-minute sessions during the course of the week, that would make a difference. So I've been exercising. I have been careful about what I eat, what Julie and I eat. It's been interesting during the week about of the debate between experts. So what I observed this week is in relation to the coronavirus is beware of experts. Our federal government has a bunch of experts who say kids can go to school. In Victoria, the state that I live in, which has got a Labor, go- Labor government led by Daniel Andrews, he has a contrary view relying on contrary experts for what reason I don't know. But experts, you can always find an expert to give you different opinions. Ah, the other big thing that's happening today, of course, is Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day to my mum. My dad's not alive anymore. My mum is, and she's in great shape. She's 87 years of age, six kids. I'm the second of six children, so happy Mother's Day to her. Happy Mother's Day to all mothers, and it's highly unfair that in Victoria, mothers still can't be visited by their children, but that's another issue. One of the things I want to say that will be relevant to the big idea of the week is that I have no particular fear of COVID-19 or the coronavirus for reasons I've previously expressed, and I urge you not to have a fear about it. I attended a couple of great webinars, one of which was with Angus Taylor, the Minister for Energy, the Federal Minister for Energy, and there was a important idea that came out of that webinar. If we increase soil carbon by 1%, that will sequester 30 to 40 tonnes of CO2 per hectare. So sequestering, so making soil healthier raises the CO2 in the soil and takes it out of the air. So for all of those, those of you who are worried about CO2 levels in the atmosphere, One of the core strategies for taking that CO2 out is increasing carbon content in soil, and that is by de-chemicalising soil and making it biological, making it living. That's one of the reasons why I'm heavily involved with industrial hemp, because industrial hemp is a great carbon sequester. If you need more information about hemp, please contact me on the email that is available on the podcast or on the show Notes. So it's been a week and looks like in Victoria we're going to be easing some restrictions, so that's something to look forward to. However, this is no time to relax in the sense that I'm very concerned about this alleged second wave that's going to come on and another lockdown. We have to do our own thinking about whether we're going to accept another lockdown, whether it makes sense, I say, I say that the evidence is grossly against, strongly against lockdowns. So, before I share this week's big idea with you, I want to urge you to go to one of our, we've got two websites, charlescovest.com, which is the self-awareness and passion quest website, and covest.com, which is our corporate website. You can sign up for Passion Points to Ponder, and you can learn, learn about the Self-Awareness and Passion Quest, a coaching program. Come on the quest with me. 
it's, uh, goes far more deeply into these ideas that I'm talking about on this show. I will be sending you an invitation out shortly, but go to the charlescovest.com site and we'll tell you more about that. If you're watching this on YouTube, click the subscribe button and I think you can click on the podcasts as well. Today's big idea is this. What drives your decisions? Love or fear? Are you driven by love or by fear? Because the choice between those two gives you totally different responses to your decision-making. In my seminars, I say, what is the opposite of love? And people say, hate. And more accurately, hate is driven by fear. The opposite of love is fear. How are you making your decisions? Love comes from your soul, from your spirit. Fear comes from your mind. I haven't done a show yet on understanding the conscious, subconscious mind. But fear comes from your mind. Love comes from your soul. The Bible has a beautiful quote in it. Perfect love casts out all fear. The picture that I have in my mind is that when you're coming from your soul, your spirit, your heart, from a loving space, there is very little room left for fear. In other words, we have on a spectrum this decision between a, from, from your love direction of spirit or your fear direction of mind. That's the picture that I want you to be thinking about. When we are born, psychologists and experts say that we're born with just two fears, fear of loud noises, fear of falling. Think about this. How many fears cross your mind each day now compared to the two that you were born with? compared to the two that I was born with. In our journeys, we are raised by our parents to be fearful of certain things. Makes sense. You know, there's some useful things to be scared of, to be fearful of. But in my experience, we have many fears that are not useful to be guided by. I'm going to give you some examples of what it means to make your decision based on love, or based on fear, but it is your mind where all these fears are coming from. Your soul, your spirit doesn't drive you from fear. It drives you from love. Buckminster Fuller, wonderful genius, died in 1983. I'm very much guided by much of his philosophy. He said, everything in the universe is constantly moving. And as a a human being, you are either expanding or contracting. My wish for each of you listening to this show, watching this show, is that you expand, not contract. And my proposition to you is this. The big idea that lies behind deciding between love and fear is when you come from fear, 
when you come from your mind and not your soul, you are shrinking up. You are shriveling up. When you come from your heart, your spirit, your soul, you are expanding. You are giving. Fear means you're taking and shriveling. Love means you're giving and expanding. Are you shrinking or expanding? My belief, my strong belief, is that each one of us can expand spiritually for the rest of our lives. Of course, physically, I don't want you to expand too much because then you might become overweight or obese. But this is a great way to live your life, to have this idea that it is possible for the rest of my life to keep expanding when I come from love. And the more I come from fear, the more I will shrink and shrivel up. Another way to express that is that we are like plants and trees and shrubs. Either we're growing or dying. You can have a little bit of a, you can have a state of dormancy and plants can be dormant for a little period of time as a human being. You can be dormant. You can go on a holiday for a month and be dormant. But broadly, you are growing or dying. And when you come from love, you're growing. When you come from fear, you are dying. So let me give you some examples of this. The question is, on what basis are you making your decisions? So somebody cuts across you when you're driving your car unfairly. You get upset. Where does that upset come from? It comes from your fear that you have been treated unfairly, unjustly by the other driver. So observe your response and go, gosh, does this make sense for me to react this way? When you're thinking about leaving your current job, now, of course, with all this unemployment that's on in Australia and the rest of the world as a consequence of the lockdowns, that's not going to be likely. However, I suggest it should be likely because... If you are fearful, you will stay in a job that you're not passionate about. And my message to you in my work is that self-awareness plus passion equals success. And success is the progressive realisation of a worthy ideal. If you come from love, you will access the courage to change your job. But if you're coming from fear, you will be caught up in the security mode. I oh, know, I don't want to take that risk. And again, that's your mind telling you, don't take that risk. And when your passion from your soul, from your heart says, come on, do what I love, go and do what I love, don't be driven by my fear, then I will access the courage to go to that new job knowing that I will grow, I will be forced to grow, and from one of our earlier shows, knowing that your reward for solving your problems is bigger problems. What about retirement? The financial services sector, its advertisements are full of messages about saving for your retirement. Safe. You've got to be very worried about your retirement. I say BS to that. I say that if you have made this decision to come from love, not fear, you can make this decision that your life is going to be a constant adventure 
where you will explore possibilities open to you rather than being trapped in your mind and fearful, what happens if I run out of money? We live in Australia. This is the most wonderful country in the world, in my opinion, one of the top five, arguably, from, you know, from you have this discussion. It's a great place to live. The resources in this country are amazing. And if you choose to look after your mind and your body and your soul, you will always have amazing capability to look after yourself. Don't buy into the fearful messages of financial organizations that say, give us your money so that you can be safe further down the track. I think that is a shitty way to live. So what basis are you thinking when you make your decisions? And your self-awareness increase is to ask this question. In making this course of action to go left or right, am I coming from fear or love? Love will help you grow. Fear will shrink you. I think the choice is obvious. In my life, I try to make my choices coming from love. I'm not perfect at this, but I can assure you that very little of my life is led by making decisions based on fear. It's a great way to live life. It reinforces one of the earlier shows when I talked about benefits and drawbacks of every decision that you make. When you think about the benefits and drawbacks of coming from love compared to the benefits and drawbacks of coming from fear, I think the choice becomes obvious. Now, in this theme of fear versus love, love versus fear, the song of the week is by Rod Stewart. Have I told you lately that I love you? And I particularly want you to look at or contemplate this song whilst looking at yourself in the mirror and deeply look into your eyes and ask that question, have I told you lately that I love you? Because loving other human beings first requires you to love yourself. And the problem with us as people is we are acutely conscious of our failings. We beat ourselves up. When was the last time you told yourself, I love you? Try this experiment. Look straight into your eyes. Very difficult. You can't look at two eyes at once and say, have I told you lately that I love you? The book of the week, and it talks beautifully about love, is by Khalil Gibran, The Prophet. Beautiful book. You can open it on any page. The Prophet. I have found it to be a great comfort in many stages of my life. I've been looking at this book on and off, gosh, for decades. The quote of the week is, in fact, a song title by the Beatles, All You Need Is Love. Contemplate that thought. Is that true? All you need is love. The Bible said, and I quoted it, perfect love casts out all fear. All you need is love. Dun, 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 dun. 
And some people say, no, you need money. Hmm. So I have often contemplated this question of the power of love. My health tip for you that ties into the coronavirus element is to minimise fear in your life. I'm a big fan of Bruce Lipton, L-I-P-T-O-N, and one of his books is The Biology of Belief. When you come from fear, your body produces cortisol, which suppresses your immune system. So the health tip is to understand that when you come from love and not fear, you are improving your body's immune response, your body's immunity capability. There's another reason why you should eliminate fear as much as possible from your life. The spiritual element, I've mentioned the 10 Fs of spirituality, 10 words starting with the letter F. Today's word I want to remind you of is fearlessness, is one of the 10 Fs. The first is family, the second is friends, the third is faith, the fourth is freedom, the fifth is fearlessness. Making decisions based on love versus fear. When you are fearless, it's an F word that is along the lines of courage. When you come from your heart space, you will have this resource of fearlessness. You will make decisions based on what your passion wants you to do rather than what your mind says, don't take that risk. In this contemplation of love, I thought I would share with you what some children aged between four and eight said about love. They were interviewed by psychologists. I think these are fantastic. These made me laugh. They asked these children, what does love mean? And here's what they said. When someone loves you, the way they say your name is different. You know that your name is safe in their mouth. That was Billy. Love is when a girl puts on perfume and a boy puts on shaving cologne and they go out and smell each other. Hmm. Love is when you go to, out to eat and give somebody most of your chips without making them give any of theirs to you. That was Chrissy, age six. Hmm. Terry, age four, says, love is what makes you smile when you're tired. Love is when my mummy makes coffee for my daddy and she takes a sip before giving it to him to make sure the taste is okay, said Danny. Love is when you kiss all the time. Then, when you get tired of kissing, you still want to be together and you talk more. My mummy and daddy are like that. They look gross when they kiss, says Emily. And one more from Nikki, age six. If you want to learn to love better, you should start with a friend who you hate. <laughs> they made me laugh. Kids have brilliant insights. Okay, so we're getting close to the end of the show. This show is aimed to inspire you, to motivate you, to examine your life now and to help you for the rest of your life to continue to examine your life so that you grow in self-awareness, so you discover your passion, so that you are the success that you want to be. Come and visit the two websites, charlescovest.com for the self-awareness and passion quest and covest.com for corporate programs.
My books are available on the programs Passionate People Produce and Passionate Performance. Sign up for Passion Points to Ponder. And as always, have a magnificent week pursuing your passion. If you don't know what your passion is, then do some work on discovering your passion. Thank you for being with us. I look forward to being with you at next week in next week's episode. Have a great week. Bye.